Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, not only America's number one rated sports book, but the best DFS app for Super Bowl Sunday. Two days away from a new spread the word winner via social media. All you have to do is engage with at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. It's the easiest contest ever. And I look and I check and I love to reward new people, new people who engage with our posts in any way. Love it. Love it, love it, almost as much as I love having Andrew Brandt here on a Wisdom Wednesday. We'll get into Andrew in a minute or so here, but man, the business of sports is an awesome podcast. Like if you guys, if you didn't check out the Salary Cap 101 this week, you absolutely have to do it. If you have ever had any questions about the Salary Cap, that's one bookmark. I don't even know how you bookmark a podcast, but bookmark it. The sponsor confirmation email winner will be announced Friday. We have so many good sponsors this week. 100 Flowers, DraftKings. I should mention, by the way, for the new YouTube Q&A show, uh, Football Feedback with Ross Tucker, we haven't done it yet. Probably going to start it next week. we got one or two more spots. I'm going to go with the first person or first two people that send me a 100 Flowers confirmation using the code FOOTBALL. You will get the, the link to the Zoom. You'll come on the show. You will look at me. We'll talk to each other. You'll ask me a question for the new YouTube show. Just get in that 100 Flowers sponsor confirmation. Look, you got to get your significant other flowers anyway. You should. And you should get lots of them flowers like I do. But I'll get into that a little bit later. We'll have the YouTube shout-out Friday, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Great way to not only watch this show but to see the clips to see some of the highlight clips from Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports. Looking for some new patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, I mentioned him already. He's Andrew Brandt, at Andrew Brandt on Twitter. That's where you get at him. His Business of Sports is the best podcast of its kind that I'm aware of. Hopefully you're already subscribed. If you haven't, Definitely subscribe, 
definitely listen. Andrew's not going to be on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast every week. We're not going to ask him to repeat himself. You guys can check out the business of sports. Now, if I have different topics or if Andrew has a guest, or like this week, he went hot and heavy into the salary cap 101. I'm not going to get into that. I've got a couple specific questions for him. I want to get into the EA Sports college football game with him, which I think is interesting. So definitely check out the business of sports. I do have to, though, Andrew, get your overarching thoughts on the Matt Stafford trade that came down Saturday night. Yeah, good morning, Ross. You know, this is something that morphed into my Salary Cap 101 Business of Sports podcast because I got so many questions about this. It's a massive trade in terms of my world, the business of sports, because the, what do you want to call it? The detritus that it leaves behind for each player. Okay, so Matthew Stafford goes to the Rams, is paid $20 million this year, cash by the Rams, leaves behind $19 million with the Lions. And people say, what do you, you know, they still owe money? I'm like, no, no, no money. It's accounting. It's called dead cap, and I get into it all podcasts. $19 million left behind by Stafford. Not to be outdone, <laughs> Jared Goff goes to the Lions, going to be paid like $28 million this year. But the key thing is leaves behind. Leaves behind the largest single dead cap charge in the history of the NFL. Got my attention. So the Rams are going to count over $22 million for Jared Goff on their cap while they pay Stafford $20 million while Goff plays for the Lions. Beyond all the who's better and all that stuff, that is something that struck me because I just don't see this. Now, I know two years ago, everyone was like, Brant, you never said they'd cut Antonio Brown or trade him because of the cap hit. Yeah, I, I was wrong on that because I didn't think they would take on 21 million, the Steelers, but they decided they're better off taking on 21 million than having Antonio Brown. That's how much of a pain in the butt he was. But here we are. So what impresses me about the trade, Ross, is two things about the Rams. One, they don't care about number one draft picks, which is such a precious asset for virtually every other general manager. And number two, they don't care about dead cap money. They are a truly, truly, more than any team in the NFL, a truly win-now team. And the problem with if you're a win-now team is if you don't win now. So we'll see. Wow. I mean, there's so much there that I want to hit you back with, Andrew, that I think is really interesting. Um, The first of which, I think, you know, we must be getting new football fans or we must be getting new listeners. Because, like, in my world, I feel like people understand the salary cap. They understand the dead cap money. And at least listeners to the Business of Sports podcast and the Ross Tucker Football podcast, you and I have been talking about this for years. So I don't know if the people that tweet at you just don't listen to our shows or if we have new listeners. But I guess the thing that jumps out to me, it's like, when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, like, We've been over this. Like, wh- where have these people been, you know? Well, I I guess what I'm hearing more is, and we're going to get to this, I know, is, hey, Brent, you keep saying that dead cap is going to hold up transactions, which I said about Antonio Brown. And I am saying about this quarterback market. These are outliers, okay? 
the Lions are outliers because they, you know, Stafford said, let me out. They said, cool. You know, that was always going to be take on 19 million for Matthew Stafford. The Rams are outliers for what I just said. They have the number one and two charges on dead cap in the history of the NFL. Number two is Brandon Cooks, who they traded in number one for, then did a big contract, then traded maybe kind of the worst transaction except for golf in the NFL. Uh, so they, you know, listen, eat to each his own. I, I, I'm more of a conservative cap manager. I wouldn't be starting the season with $22 million for a quarterback playing for the and So I think what people are coming at me, Ross, is not so much not understanding it, but saying, hey, Brent, here's one, and hey, Brent, there are going to be a lot more. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, no, I don't think there are. I really don't. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I was going to ask you, Andrew, I can tell that you don't you don't really like the style of taking on that dead cat money, but you kind of already said it. So I don't I don't need to go there. You said that you're more conservative. I would be more like you. I will say this though, you always talk about you'd like for someone to be new at the GM, right? You'd like to have something new outside the box, etc. I guess on some level, it goes against a lot of things I believe in in terms of roster building and team building, what the Rams are doing. But it's almost like they've decided, Andrew, it's going to be too hard to win doing it the same way everybody else is trying to do it. Let's do it a totally different way. Let's trade first-round picks. Let's be willing to do dead cat money. Let's take big swings. I mean, I have to look it up, Andrew. I think they have like five or six guys making $14 million or more. I don't think they have like anybody between that and the minimum. I mean, they they have no – forget just middle class. They have no upper middle class. They have no lower middle class. You are either making the minimum or you are rich if you play for the Ram. It's, it's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Yeah, and those contracts you talked about, whether it's Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they're going to go to them, and they're going to say, okay, here and here's cap 101. Hey, uh, Aaron Donald, you're making $12 million. We're going to give you that instead of salary. We're going to give you it in bonus, and we're going to bonus it out. So say 10 bonus, you have four years left. So over five years, we it's going to be two, 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 two. We save $8 million in cap room. We push out the pain. They're going to do that with those players you mentioned. So it's going to be keep pushing it out. And maybe there's a hope that, you know, this happens. But <laughs> it's really amazing that uh, they operate the way they do. The problem, as I said, Ross, is, and you're right, if it works, maybe we'll see copycats. But it's not like 2021 is their first year of win now with the Rams. This has been going on a while. So they haven't won. And uh, maybe the problem was Jared Goff. Again, um, I, I don't want to beat a dead yeah. horse, but you really need to listen to the business of sports and you really need to hear Andrew's breakdown of the salary cap and dead cap money and what it really means. I think it's especially crazy that teams are taking that kind of dead cap money when the cap's going to be a lot less than what everybody had had projected coming into this year. You know, Andrew, it brings up another question. And this is something you didn't really have to deal with. Or if you did, correct me if I'm wrong. The Rams' business interests. 
I am of the mindset, and I've tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm of the mindset that number one, the Rams realize Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are only going to be top five defensive players in the NFL for about two or three more years, and they want to go for it while they have those guys. I'm also of the mindset they just opened up a new stadium in Los Angeles, and they didn't have a single solitary soul in that stadium this year. I believe that with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I believe that Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, thinks that there's a two- or three-year window here to make the Rams the team in L.A., to get people to get season tickets, to get people to come to the games these next two or three years, to get people invested in the Rams football franchise. And if that means they have a come-to-Jesus moment in 2024 where they take on $80 million of dead cat money and they stink or whatever, I think so be it. Uh, that's my guess is that they, are, they believe for the long-term business interests of the Rams, they need to be short-term focused from a football standpoint. Packers have so many fans always sold out. It probably wasn't a consideration for you. Very long-winded question, but do you think that the business interests of the Ram, the fans, selling tickets, all that stuff, could be coming into play here? Yeah, I do. I do. But when you make a trade like this, and this is, in my opinion, why not of these trades are made, is you better win the first two years of the trade because you know what we talked about with grading trades and everybody, you know, the internet, you you have instant reaction, instant grading, but the Rams are going to win this. I'm sorry. The lions are going to win this trade in 2025, right? The lions are going to have two number ones playing in their third and fourth years. Say they're even average. Okay. So now they have Jared Goff, whatever he's done the past four years, and these two guys that are starters. They're probably going to be starters. And the Lions are going to have a 37-year-old, 38-year-old Matthew Stafford, if he's even on the team. So they better win this trade in 2021 and 2022. Like, really win it. Because they're going to lose trade long-term. And that's where I just say, and look at, you just said it about me. I could have gone to Brett Favre every year and say, you got this 15, $20 million salary. Let's bonus it out. Let's push out the, it's just not the way I worked and maybe not the way we worked because we were draft heavy. So my legacy, you know, Brett Favre leaves with only $600,000. Okay. And they can't a dead money and they can build the team put your team in position to be successful. The Rams have put themselves in a position to be successful now, but are going to be hurting later. Uh, Speaking of the Packers, Andrew, I guess I just want to get your thoughts on some of these comments from LaFleur about Aaron Rodgers is absolutely going to be our quarterback for a long time. Do you believe that, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Packers quarterback for a long time? And if that's the case, what are they going to do? Trade Jordan Love? Yeah. I believe Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in 2021. I believe Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback long-term. And I've said this since April. You draft a quarterback number one, as we did with Rodgers 15 years ago, he's going to play. He's not going to back up. He's not going to be traded. He's going to play. 
The only question is when. So Jordan Love will play in 2022 or 2023. Uh, it was 2022 in my mind for a long time, but then Aaron becomes MVP. So I don't know. We'll see how this year goes. But, you know, to throw out a word long time, I don't know what that means. It's pretty, it's pretty nebulous. So, of course, they're not trading him this year. I don't understand it, Ross. I Prominent ESPN people last week said that he's played his last game for the Packers. I mean, how do you say that about Aaron Rodgers? I just, of course, they're not trading him. But they will. Here's what I'm saying. They will trade him. They will trade Aaron Rodgers. Not this year, but they will. Because he's not going to retire. Well, and let me just say this. If they don't play Jordan Love till 2023, man, he better be good. Because <laughs> that will be the last year of his original four-year rookie. Con- I mean, they really will have lost all the value of drafting a quarterback late in the first round in the first place, which yeah. is having them on that rookie contract. They will. I mean, how about that, Andrew? Let's say he's good. Then you got him on the cheap for one year before you give him fifty million a year. At that point, well, I do have the I do have the option year. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And listen, we we're the I, we sat Aaron for three years. Uh, it was different rookie cap then, but I said at the time afterwards that maybe that's the longest or first round quarterback ever sits, and it's certainly been proven so far. EA Sports Andrew announced yesterday that they're bringing back college football. And I'll have more to say about that in a little bit. I got a funny story or two about that. But I want to get it to you from the business standpoint of it because they haven't had it for years after the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit because of the liability. Now they say it's coming back. I think I read somewhere it might be two or three years. They might not actually have the names of the play. It sounds like they're just kind of getting people excited for what they are expecting to happen down the line. And that worked. <laughs> the internet was a buzz. People like you, me, were all excited. It's coming back. But as you said, details are skimpy about this and maybe even not have names, image, likeness or anything. And really, that's my take on this. Name, image, likeness is coming. It was supposed to be here by January. The NCA delayed it. You've, this is something I cover a lot in my sports law course. We've got it coming because of litigation. There's a Supreme Court case out there hitting the Supreme Court in March. There's legislation, you know it, from Colorado, California, Florida, other states. This is happening. So the NCAA has got to get ahead of it. And I think EA is just following the trend. They'll be ready when NIL starts and they'll have to pay actual players playing now. Did the Stafford golf trade change your opinion about Deshaun Watson staying in Houston at all, Andrew? It didn't. It actually strengthened my opinion about him staying because Stafford got a haul. I'm sorry, the Lions got a haul. And, I, you know, I think they got a haul. Two number ones, a third, and a and Jared Goff, who they like. So I think the reason was that all these teams were interested because they don't think any other marquee quarterback is going to be on the market. I believe that. And I'm saying that. I just – it's the same question you asked about the Packers. People think, are making fun of the Texans, but they're not. You, you want to make really fun of the Texans if they trade to Sean Watson. And my comment again, this could all change in September with, you know, I, I know you talked to Tannenbaum and this idea I've mentioned many times about a hold in. Yeah, that could really 
force some things. But do you know how long away we are from that? And as I laid out, what is Deshaun Watson going to do in the next few months? Hold out from Zoom meetings? Like, where's the leverage point before September? That's what I would look at. His name is Andrew Brandt. Most of you already know that. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt, so you know everything he's got going on at Sports Illustrated and everywhere else you can find him. The Business of Sports podcast. Do yourself a favor. A, subscribe, but B, listen to the Salary Cap 101 this week because it is excellent, it is pertinent, it is timely. Thank you so much, Andrew, as always. Thanks, Ross. Also, quickly, the newsletter is now every Sunday morning to your mailbox at andrew-brandt.com to sign up. Thanks, Ross. Thousands of people are signing up. Why would you not get Andrew's Sunday 7? It's awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. There he is, Andrew Brandt. By the way, not only sign up to get that Sunday 7, 100 flowers. I already told you, my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife's grandmother, we call her Oma, and my wife already did it. Already did it, and I'll never regret it. And they'll give me those text messages saying thank you so much. They'll be happy. They'll have, what, two weeks where they look at those flowers, and it's a constant reminder that Ross went out of his way to send them flowers, even though I didn't have to, whatever. It's so money, it's not even funny. I'm just telling you, all roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way, and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty. Don't wait till next week. You don't need to do that. Successful people don't procrastinate. They don't wait till... I did this last week, okay? And here's the crazy deal they've got. You can order 18 stem enchanted rose medley for $39.99 or double the roses for $20 more. That's amazing. Go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code FOOTBALL. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code FOOTBALL. Hurry because the offer expires today. Wednesday, today. By the way, two programming notes there. Number one, you can do the double. The, if you like, if you live near multiple people that you would give these to, you can do the double the roses thing, and then hand half of them to your wife, or whatever. Hand the other half to your mom or mother-in-law. You can drive it over to her house. They don't know. They don't know that it was one order and that you split, which is amazing. You get double the love because that's a crazy amount of flowers. Secondly, the first two of you that do this today, you're going to get, uh, you're going to be part of the first ever YouTube only show football feedback because clearly we don't get to enough email questions on the Ross Tucker football podcast. So I want you guys to actually be able to ask me them. Tux takes. Morning, Ross. Um, some, let's start with the Super Bowl. No cannons for the Buccaneers. The NFL says that Tampa Bay cannot fire their cannons when they score since the Super Bowl is in a neutral site game, even though it is the home of the Buccaneers. I feel like I could argue either way for this, Bri. I feel like I could argue, nah, they should let them do the cannons. It's kind of cool that they're playing in their own home stadium. You know, let them fire the cannons. Flip side is, you know, I don't know, the Chiefs, Evidently didn't like it. They're like, nope, it's a neutral site game. They shouldn't be able to do that. 
Do you have a strong opinion on it, Bray? I think it's a neutral side game. They shouldn't be able to do that. But here's the other question. They're obviously going to be in their own locker room. So does that give them a home field advantage, the home locker room versus the visiting? You know, it's funny because I bet you the Chiefs already feel like the Bucks have an advantage that they get to stay in their own houses and they get to be home. But here's the thing. The Chiefs aren't in Tampa. The Chiefs are just staying in Kansas City. They're just flying the day before the game. They're just treating it. You know, Chad Henney said that, I think, uh, on last Wednesday's podcast. They're just treating it like a regular away game. So it's not like they have distractions in the Bucs. If anything, the Bucs players being at home when they probably have family and friends coming in for the game, I'm sure some of them do. That's If anything, being at home is a disadvantage for the Bucs in this game. Well, I saw Tom Brady also somewhat in a nice way kind of kicked his family out and said, I'm going to be alone for this week while I prepare. Yep. For 12 days, no family. That's, I mean, that's, that's him. I tell her, I mean, every time I go on a radio, like the guy's a psycho and doesn't surprise me at all. Takes. Uh, moving a little bit uh, southeast from Tampa, the Miami Dolphins named Eric Studsville and George Godsey as co-coordinators on offense. Wouldn't expect you to know this, Bry. Studisville. Studisville. Sorry. Studisville. Sorry, he Eric. was the running back coach when I was in Buffalo, and he's excellent. Like, excellent. Um, I do think it's interesting. It feels like they kind of nudged Chan Gailey out. And then they're promoting from within. The co-coordinators thing is always kind of comical to me because one of those two guys is actually calling the plays. My guess is it's Godsey because he's done that before, multiple places. And maybe they just wanted to show Studisville their appreciation. But, man, a lot of pressure on those guys with year two of Tua, unless – as I thought Tannenbaum made a great point yesterday, they trade for Deshaun Watson. Takes. Following up on your conversation with Andrew, let's discuss EA Sports and their plans to release a college football game. Your thoughts. Did you ever play it, Bri? Yeah, a long time ago. Like when you were in college? Yeah, yeah. The early 90s. I, I can't remember when it came out. And I will tell you guys this. I like to peel back the curtain sometimes. I'm not a big video game guy. Now, I will say this. You know, there were years of my life where I was like dominant, like Super Mario Brothers and like Legend of Zelda. Like, I love those games. I was very good at that. Um, What's it called? Contra. Like, I love the original Nintendo games. I wasn't quite as into like video games in high school as a lot of people were. I was into other things that I put a higher priority on, and, well, I'll just leave it at that. But I will say, in college then, kind of got back into video games a little bit. We would play Bond a lot, and we would play a lot. I mean a lot of NCAA college football. I'm going to date myself here a minute. We played Tecmo Bowl in college. Do you remember oh, my Bowl? gosh. A, that's amazing, and B, I played a lot of Tecmo Bowl. Like, Tecmo Bowl was huge through junior high. Yeah. But then you got to high school, and we were more in, uh, you know, drinking and girls and stuff like that, right? But um, 
junior high for sure. I played a lot of Tecmo Bowl. Love Tecmo Bowl. Super Tecmo Bowl. But I wasn't as into Super Tecmo Bowl because I think that came out when I was in high school. Anyway, played a lot of college football in college. I was a college football player. And I played a lot with Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, who I need to get on the show again soon. He's got his own podcast now. Everybody does. Um, and I and I tweeted this yesterday. I was usually Tennessee. I don't know why, Bri, but that was my t- – I really like Tennessee. I can remember especially sophomore year. They ended up winning the national championship. But they had like Al Wilson on defense. The running backs were like Travis Henley, Travis Henry, Jamal Lewis – um, Sean Bryson was the fullback. T. Martin was the quarterback. They had Peerless Price at receiver. Anyway, I played that a lot, a lot, and very much enjoyed it. And I tweeted this yesterday at Ross Tucker NFL. But, Bright, tell me this isn't cool, all right? Freshman and sophomore year, we played it all the time. And it was only like Division One FBS, right? Going into our junior year, they didn't have all the FCS schools, but they added the Ivy League and the HBCU, historically black colleges and universities. I don't know why, but they did. Right. This was like the dream come true of all dream come trues. It's my favorite game to play, and now all of a sudden, I'm in it? I was... We, we were so excited. I can't tell you. I mean, we're, we're college sophomores, juniors, whatever. Can't tell you how excited I was. Then it came out, and my ratings were awful. <laughs> I was like the lowest-rated Princeton offensive lineman, like my agility, my – everything. And I remember I said something to the Princeton coaches because I thought they have to get these ratings from somebody. They're not like going through and like – watching tape of all of us as sophomores, right? Like, there's no way. So they had to get these ratings from someone. The coaches laughed, and they said, we didn't have anything to do with it, and they're probably right. But I remember it was like your dream came true, and then I was immediately deflated by the fact that my ratings were so bad. Kind of funny um, when you go back and think about it. Uh, Speaking of kind of funny, it's kind of funny to me that there are human beings, okay, that would not take advantage of DraftKings' no-brainer offers this week. I mean, number one, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. A single touchdown scored in the main, the, the total is over 56. It, there's, it would be a shocker of all shockers if there's no touchdown. So go ahead and take advantage of that. All players get that no-brainer of the offer. Then they have this prediction challenge, which is in the fourth quarter. You can win up to $55 million in total prize up for grabs. You get an instant prize. It might be 3 bucks. Uh, I think it's like 10 people or whatever get $25,000. Every, again, everybody can do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS to get a shot at doubling your money. If a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game, that's promo code Ross get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Colorado, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction test challenge slash DFS for details. Gambling problem going 100 gambler. That is awesome. 
man, I thought today for sure we would get to some email questions. And then I had to tell that college football story, EA College Sports. Now I got to give shout outs. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X, and DinerDepot.com. Check out the Even Money podcast, already posted college draft podcast with Super Bowl lessons. And we'll do Fantasy Feast podcast today. Tomorrow we'll have Greg Cosell on the Raw Soccer Football podcast for an in-depth Super Bowl breakdown. And then Friday, how about a Hall of Fame voter? to tell us how he thinks the Hall of Fame voting went this year and it will be announced this weekend. What a great week on the Ross Tucker Podcast Network. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.